morning and welcome to the Daily Buzz. I'm Aaron Falk. The Utah Senate passed a rule Tuesday that curbs press access in the Capitol. In the past, members of the media were allowed into the Senate chamber, halls, lounge, and committee rooms. But SR1 now makes most of those areas off limits to the press unless journalists are accompanied by a Senate staffer. Reporters say the rule will hamstring how journalists cover the legislature. And the Tribune's Brian Schott reports that people with credit cards with Utah zip codes donated more than $41,000 to an anti-vax trucker convoy that has blocked traffic in Canada. In all, 616 separate donations were made to the protesters from the Utah-based credit cards. On Monday evening, Utah lawmakers heard hours of testimony on whether Utah should remain a death penalty state. The Tribune's Jessica Miller attended that committee hearing at the Capitol. A bill to end the death penalty in Utah was voted down Monday evening after an emotional debate that lasted three hours. Before the narrow 5-6 vote, lawmakers heard from families who shared their painful stories of how their loved ones had been murdered. They said the death penalty was the only way they could feel justice. This was the third time in recent years the legislature has debated whether to continue capital punishment. The bill had early momentum this year, after several elected prosecutors spoke out to oppose executions. Utah County Attorney David Levitt even went as far as saying he'd never seek the death penalty again. So it was a bit of a surprise that it failed so early in its first committee hearing. For now, and for at least another year, Utah will remain a death penalty state. Seven men are currently on Utah's death row, and all are appealing their sentences. None have a date for an execution. The last person to be executed in Utah was in 2010, and he was killed by firing squad. The coronavirus pandemic and social pressure are changing mink farming in Utah. Next, managing editor Grant Burningham talks with journalist Taylor Stevens about the industry. So with me now to talk about mink farming in the state of Utah is Taylor Stevens. Taylor, thank you so much for talking to us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I don't think a lot of people realize that mink farming is a big part of Utah history. Can you talk a little bit about mink farms in Utah? Yeah, so Utah has the second largest production of mink in the country. So it's one of the big exporters of mink in the United States. And mink farms in particular have been under a lot of pressure lately. There's kind of the decline of using fur and also there's a COVID angle, correct? Yeah, so as you mentioned, mink farms have been facing pressures for you know years now. There are calls from animal activists and have been to end the industry over concerns about animal welfare. There has been a declining demand in fur pelts and a declining price per pelt over the last few years. But with the COVID pandemic, all of those pressures really came sort of to a new head as mink were found to be incredibly vulnerable to the coronavirus. In Utah, uh, 12,000 mink at least across 12 farms ended up contracting COVID um, and died as a result of COVID. Uh, there were concerns for many that you know mink could sort of be this repository for new variants of the virus that could evade our vaccines. And in several countries, we saw you know that they closed their mink farming industries altogether. So the Netherlands, for example, had a large mink farming industry, and they have closed that down. Um, other European countries have fallen suit. We haven't seen that happen in the United States yet. However, there is a bill under consideration in Congress that would ban mink farming uh, in the United States as well. So to be uh, determined how that will end up going. What did Utah farmers of mink have to say about all of this when you talk to them? 
Now, mink farmers in Utah, they had a rough go of it during the pandemic. Auction houses closed. Many mink were um, farms were placed on quarantine, and so it was difficult for them to get their product to market. And so a lot of them ended up getting grants and loans from both the federal government and the state government to keep them going during that time. Now they're feeling a little more optimistic. The industry has been pivoting um, to online auctions when necessary, and they have been able to get more of their mink out to market. Um, but they're feeling hopeful also, as I mentioned, the uh, the closure of several mink farming industries in other countries. They see that could be a potential opportunity for Utah mink farmers to really grow the industry in the state uh, in order to compensate for lost mink supply from other markets. So where does all this leave mink farms in Utah? It really depends on who you ask. So the the mink farmers, like I said, they really see some opportunities. On the other hand, there are opponents of mink farming who really see this as the death knell for the industry. They think that you know it's a it's an industry where there's not as much demand for fur as they used to be. Changing social attitudes toward fur and farming practices also they think could eventually spell the end of mink farming, uh, not only in Utah but globally. And so. Which side of that ultimately wins out, I think, is uh, still a few years down the line to really see how it plays out. All right. Taylor Stevens, thanks so much for talking to us. Thanks for having me. Utah health officials reported 771 new COVID-19 cases on Tuesday and 27 pandemic-induced deaths. Three of those deaths happened before Tuesday. And despite all the ups and downs in the market in the last two years, the LDS Church made $8.2 billion in the market this past year. For more on that story, check out sltrib.com. Hey, we'd love to hear from you. If you have some feedback about the podcast, please, please, please shoot us an email, thedailybuzz at sltrib.com. And I'd like to thank the Tribunes of Joel Cardenas for editing the Daily Buzz podcast and local band, The Pelicans, for our excellent music. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. <laughs>